champ's word. Hi, this is Erin Marie Hogan, actress, gamer, and mental health advocate, and you're listening to Champs World Podcast. Hi, everybody, it's CJ Graham, Jason Price, 13th, and you're listening to Fan Champ Podcast with Mike. Out there, you're listening to Champs Word. This is Ari Lehman, the first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, reminding you that Jason never dies. Hey guys, Fred the Cloud here on the run again after New Jersey Horror Those asylum guards almost got me there, but I was able to escape. But I'm here to talk about my friend Mike Silk. Yes, Mike Silk, Champs Word Podcast. He broadcasts on Saturday nights on Spotify and iTunes. Check him out. He's almost as awesome as Fred the Cloud. <laughs> Welcome to Champs Word. Spread the word, folks. Or spread your legs with this guy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of The Champs Word. Episode 20. Today we had an amazing guest, Emily Kirk. Before we get to that, I want to say I had an amazing day. Happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you all. It was definitely with me. A special thanks to Pete Flumer. I have got to meet my idol, Kevin Smith, today at Red Bank, New Jersey. At Jane and Sound Bob's Secret Stash. Hey, I'm so tongue-tied. That's okay. I've seen so many amazing things today. People just caring and spreading the love and everything. You can make a difference. You can. It was just an amazing, amazing day. Like the old saying goes, when the rest of the world walks out on you, there'll be one special friend that will walk in and will make a difference. Dreams can come true to those who wait. Now, with that being said, without further ado, here's my guest tonight to you, Emily Kirk. And here we go. Alright, folks, and here we are, episode 20. We are here with Emily Kirk. I said that right, right? Yeah. Alright, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well... Thank you for welcome. You know, welcome to episode twenty. If I made my twentieth episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's super cool. And it's on Star Wars Day. May the fourth yes, be with may you. May the fourth. <laughs> so yeah, it was, I was an amazing day. I met Kevin Smith. Um, oh my god. It, it was awesome. Big shout out to my friend. I gotta give him a shout out. You know, for helping me out. And you know, the whole secret stash. Um. In Red Bank, New Jersey, who is not who is in New Jersey or New Jersey area, please check out Jane Saw Bob Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. You come out, you gotta you gotta check that place out. It's amazing. Yeah. If you come out in New Jersey, you got you gotta check it out. Make, you gotta make that I want on your bucket list because that that place, <laughs> that place is like a museum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So definitely. So yeah. So thank you for coming in. You know, podcast Thanks with me. Thanks for having me. Um, we'll go right to it. Um. Well, Star Wars, Star Wars Day. Are you? Do you like Star Wars or? Oh yeah, I definitely. I had the Princess Leia figure. Nice. I thought I thought Han Solo was way hotter than Luke. <laughs> um, 
and uh, yeah, I mean, I've wa- I've checked out the new ones for sure. Um, I am unfortunately very into Kylo Ren as well. Mm. He can get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, me. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, me. I'm more I'm more old school. Like back in the seventy sure. back in the seventies. My 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 guy was Darth Vader. I'd like, yeah. I like I I love the dark side. I'm sorry, I, dark side was mine. <laughs> Darth Vader, you know, that was my guy. He used to terrify me. My dad would actually like walk around making the breathing noises to scare me. It was, yeah, it was I, awful. <laughs> I so want to do cosplay as him. I want to get the whole like you know deluxe outfit. Oh yeah. And do the whole like cosplay, you know, Darth Vader. I feel like those got pretty expensive. They have. If you wanted, if you wanted like the really good one, otherwise right. you had to settle for like the little plastic right. mask. <laughs> Get the little plastic one, like the back in the seventies, like the little plastic mask with rubber band in the back. Yeah, like the little <laughs> Chewbacca mask. Those are funny. Yeah, speaking of Chewbacca, oh. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. But I mean, I guess how old was he? Seventy-nine. Yeah. That's things though. I mean, right, right before. He's- Mm-hmm. May the fourth. I mean, you know, Star Wars Day. How 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 heartbreaking is that? <sighs> but yeah. you know, he'll always be remembered. You know, that's our Chewbacca, no matter what. So absolutely. I it, mean, what a performance! I mean, right. That's always going to be memorable. Well, you know, in technology world today, I'm sure they'll bring it back somehow. You know, the holograms and stuff. Yes. No, <laughs> you know, one last appearance. You know, they did it to Princess Leia. So. Yes. Which, that's kind of eerie to me, how they can still it use is. this footage of Carrie Fisher. It is. It really is. We actually, it was cool. Um, my boyfriend and some friends and I went to New Orleans um, right after she passed. It, mm-hmm. just due to, it was just strange timing. And in New Orleans, they do these really cool second lines, which is, it's like a parade, except for people join in. Right. And it's just like this big marching band. And it was so cool because it was all just, they're very about celebrating life as opposed to mourning when someone passes. Right. So it was just this taking up the whole street, people dressed as Princess Leia, dressed as Star Wars characters. There was a band and there was just so much love and so much cool energy from these people celebrating her. So that's like a really cool Star Wars memory I have. It's just being surrounded by all these Leias wow. and yeah. just music and it was really really neat yeah that's, that's awesome they have like a lot of yeah. group, they have a lot of groups now that do like the whole like you know i guess they like they're like help people they go like to, they go to like um hospitals and help sick children and stuff and they you know, make bring the uh-huh. spirits up and you go in groups and you go like the troopers and the actual thought reader and stuff that's so cool and then a couple weeks back like well like last month sometime my nephew and niece we went to, we went to the mall. They had some kind of like comic show, like you know, comic, and they had um, like a toy show, and had uh, Darth Vader and all the guys walking around like dressed as the cosplay Darth Vader and stuff. It was really awesome. We took some pictures. Oh, and I'm sure those kids love it. Oh, it was it was so much fun. I was I was uh, I, I became a kid again. I'm like, oh yeah, my god, it's Darth Vader. Too. Look, let's take a picture with you. <laughs> That's why he's like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I'm sure they're kind of used to it by now. Like. It, it brings out the kid and everybody. A grown man marking out. I'm like, I'm going to be a kid no matter what. You know, I see that kind of stuff, you know, the cosplaying stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a kid again, you know. Yeah. And it does that. It does it to all of us. Yeah, I can't imagine. I've never been to, like, Comic-Con or anything, but to see, like, all of those people dressed up in the makeup and stuff, I'm sure is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go to, we go to um, Jersey Horror Con and stuff, and there's, there are people that actually put detail into their costumes. 
That's awesome. I mean, there's one couple that walks around. She she's dressed as Sigourney Weaver, and the other guy's dressed as an alien, and he uh, looks like the alien out from the out from the movie. It's it's like wow. I'd probably I'd probably jump. I'd probably be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's I'd, like he just jumped out of the screen as as the alien. I mean. I bet that's heavy. I bet that's a heavy costume. Oh, I'm costume. sure he's sweating bullets under that costume. Yeah. He probably doesn't want to take the helmet off or the mask because he's going to just look like a big, like, swamp. Right. Creature. <laughs> like, just sweat everywhere. Right. So, um, how did you... And let's jump to horror for a second. Um, yeah. How did you get into horror? Like, you know, how did you get into filming and, you know, directing well, and, you know, all your stuff? Uh, I've always been a fan of horror. My dad, uh, like growing up, he had a movie projector, so he would show me, while other kids were watching like Power Rangers and stuff, I grew up watching classic horror, so I knew Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Dracula, nice. the Invisible Man, and that's that's what I was watching and I thought was like the cool thing, and then I went to the school playground and no one knew what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> um, but that was kind of definitely my my beginning opening to a horror film because I really enjoyed how I could be terrified but be enjoying it at the same time and uh, I loved how theatrical especially like the classic horror films were like Bride of Frankenstein right still one of my top favorites because it's cinematically gorgeous and the performances are fantastic I mean Boris Karloff and uh, James Whale you know directed and put it together so beautifully and then I got older and saw like of course like the Nightmare on Elm Streets which are very fun and I got more into uh, I guess like psychological horror stuff like Carrie um, and like Sissy Spacek blew my mind and like Kathy Bates in Misery like I love that and I kind of went into like a little bit of a vampire thing with like Lost Boys and all that that fun stuff but I can't be the Lost Boys. I mean, that movie is a classic. I, I, I would not. So fun. The Twilight series did not grab me. Like that is that is not vampire. I'm sorry. I respect anybody yeah. that loves the you know the, the Twilight saga. But that's just. Yeah, I like. I kind of tried to. I think I read the first book mm-hmm. because I was like, all right, I'm intrigued. But then I was just like, man, this girl's so whiny, and like, yeah. why are these vampires like sparkling? Like they don't do that. Like Bella Lugosi scared me. Yeah. So, I, you know, and then, like, you know, Fright Night, like, he's he's scary. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But then, as I got older, I mean, I always wanted to perform. Uh, I would always, like, act out, like, skits with my friends, and I would do pretend commercials and all this stuff when I was a kid, and I did theater, and I was in a production of Sweeney Todd, and uh, I did this uh, musical where I was the villain, and my friend who was out here going to film school... Uh, told me, hey, I'm on summer break and I'm really wanting to film uh, this like dream sequence horror thing. Would you be down for that? Because I think you'd be a really good villain. And I was like, yes, I would love that. Um, and I don't even know where it is now because it was, it was like a college student film, but uh, it was really fun because basically I like caught my boyfriend cheating and and I like cut this girl's head off with garden shears. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so epic and like there was the fake blood and everything. And I was like, damn, this is fun. So I I enjoy acting in general, but I think uh, horror is such a fun genre to play with because mm-hmm. it is, I mean, it can be campy, it can be scary, it can be so many different things. Right. That's why it's so fun. 
And you feel like when the lake loses the gore, you I mean you have to have gore, you know? You need the really gory stuff? You need the gore stuff, you know. You get, if you ever have a classic car, you need some gory stuff. Like you just said, the, the, the shears, you cut the head off, that, that's... Oh, yeah. That's, that's hard right there. Like, oh, my God, you know? I'm not I too much into jump scares, you know? I don't, I don't like the jump scares. Like, it's good uh -huh. to have the jump scare, but I'm like, you know, I don't like the jump scares. Like, you know... Well, I love, especially, like, if you're, you're talking about gore, like, we recently rewatched the uh, original Suspiria, mm. and, like, that blood is, I mean, that's art. Like, that gore is gorgeous on screen. So, it's it's funny how the gore can be, it can be campy, it can be terrifying, like in Hostel, yes. or any of those films, um, but yeah, it's just another another paint on the canvas. Have you, you seen, use. have you seen Terrifier? No, I haven't. Oh, that. definitely what that that's worth. Art the Clown, yes. Second okay. one's coming out. It's on Netflix. That's definitely okay. that's definitely one to check out. Cool, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you I watched it like four times. I was like, wow. It's, oh damn. <laughs> it's it's good. It's really good. That's that's true classic gore, you know. It's Yeah, so um Yeah, like you said, you know, the the old classics, you can't forget Bella Gosi, my um yeah. Dad used to know where he lived. He lives actually in Pennsylvania. He actually lived... He played the part so much. He actually lived in Pennsylvania like Dracula. Wow. So he had the dark house. You know, he slept in a, you know, dark area, stuff like that from what I heard. But he was actually placed in Pennsylvania and he actually lived like Dracula. Like, wow. Damn. Talk guess, about method. <laughs> right. I guess he got so used to playing the part so much that he actually started living the life of it, you know? Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's it's something else, but you can't forget the the classics, like you said, you know the classics, and you know Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman, you know, when when I didn't even have the technology that they have now, they had to actually put the makeup on, exactly. the actual filming each, you know, scene by scene, you know, film cut, film cut, film, you know, mm -hmm. now with like CGI today, yeah, CGI today, just like oh, we just film it in, you know, we'll just look there and look a certain way, and we'll just put it in later, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're definitely both challenging for different reasons. Right. Like, I can't imagine right. how much makeup and all that stuff Boris Karloff and all of them right. had to wear for hours and hours at a time. Because I don't even think the like actors' union was super established at that point, so they were doing these long hour days and in those conditions. I'm sure it was rough. <laughs> right. I mean, just sitting in a chair, you know, I could, even like Robert England sitting in a chair, like what? Yeah. Five, six hours, like wow, that's that's so much respect, like. I mean, I sat in a chair, like, me and my wife did a zombie film a couple years back. Uh -huh. I was in a chair, we like, 15 minutes, not 10 minutes. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of work, you know. It was cool. <laughs> it was a really cool experience. But you want to do it more. I'm like, oh, you know what? I can't see, you know, sit in a chair for three to four hours. I mean, I guess you get so used to it. You get used to it after a while. And you want to experience it. But, like, uh, you know, it's like, wow, this is what they go through, you know. Yeah. What are some of your favorite like classic horror movies? Did you have to pick a few? Uh, definitely Bride of Frankenstein. Nice. Um, let's see. There's one. It's uh, not super well known, but it's uh, it's called The Black Cat, and it's with Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. And that one's an interesting horror because a lot of what is scary is not actually shown. It's like hinted. Mm -hmm. um, so there's like they're kind of talking about necrophilia they're talking about incest they're talking about 
all this really creepy stuff and wow. because the censors were not uh, you know ratings were very different then so they couldn't show or explicitly say these things so everything had to be very hinted or um, gestured and then I think another classic is Freaks I think Freaks is not only like a really great storyline but it's that was hugely controversial right. because when that have you seen Freaks? No I haven't Oh man, you should check it I gotta out. I got to check it out. It, well, it's it's an older film. I think it was made in like the 30s, but they use okay. all actual. I mean, I don't think it's PC to say freaks now, but um, these special people like there's uh, the caterpillar man, which is a man that has no arms, no legs, so he literally like moves like a caterpillar, and wow. it was it kind of what right there. American Horror Story Freak Show tried to do right. and failed. Um, but the film is. It's all real people that were like this, and when it came out in theaters, audiences were terrified because it was like, these are real people, and it just shocked them, because they'd never seen anything like that, because it's, you know, freak shows used to be a thing, they're not anymore, but nobody had seen people like that on the big screen, and uh, it's it's really cool, you should check it out. Yeah, I definitely will. They um they said that I haven't seen it, but a lot of people said the creepy movie was um the human centipede. Oh, that one is gross. <laughs> they said that was really gross. Like I only watched like beginning of it, like you know, when in jail cell. I'm like I I don't know about this. Like, I think you know. I don't I don't think you miss too much. I mean, I respect like I respect anybody who actually like completes and finishes a film because it's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's a lot of time and money. I heard it's really like. But... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like oh, you like oh, you know, really like, oh, like you know, your head turner, you know. No, that one. Uh, I remember renting that in college, and <laughs> I was like, oh, yep, this is gross. This is what nope. I was told it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it. There's a lot, like you know, you like the head turners and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot. People put a lot of work into it. You some, you know, sometimes for somebody, sometimes for not. You know, sometimes for you, sometimes for it's not. You know, it's like. Yeah. Especially the new remakes. Now, have you seen the new Pet Cemetery or no? I have seen the original and I really enjoy it. Yeah, um, I, I like the original. But I, I guess I'm still trying to get a read on the new one. I do think yeah, same uh, Lithgow, I'm sure, is going to be fantastic because he's always good at playing bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, I feel like growing up, I just thought he was a bad guy because I didn't understand actors at that point. But he's definitely looks very scary in the trailer so I mean I'll probably check it out I don't know if I want to go to the theater to see it same here yeah we haven't seen it in theaters I, like, I couldn't I couldn't push myself to go you know like I'm so used to the original one yeah and it's like I don't know it's, the remakes are just I'm resp- I respect the remakes but like I say every podcast I just can't get used to these remakes I'm like we're losing material like we have to think of new thoughts you know exactly that's one of the most frustrating things is I feel like a lot of Hollywood has this bad habit of being like, oh, it worked really well this first time. Yeah, like... We should try that again. It's awesome. It's I mean, like, I, there's so many people here hungry with projects and ideas. Right. And it's like, let's do those. I want to hear those stories. Right. The filmmakers that have ideas, which I haven't have ideas. I wrote a few down, you know? I got a few, few awesome. plays in mind, you know, to like that, too. But it's like, we need new ideas. Like, okay, I shouldn't say, on, you know, on the thing, but I have an idea of a killer Easter Bunny. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm sure that's definitely... There's, like, a niche for that. Like, that's... Yeah. That would be very fun and creepy. 
Yeah, so you want like strike fear into like a new a new holiday is gonna strike fear into all of us, you know? <laughs> That's what we need. And um then like the new pet cemetery, like it wasn't so much the whole entire movie of the first one. The part I say to this day, the part that really disturbed me is when Miko Hughes got killed by the car, being killed by the tractor trailer. Yeah, exactly. That was the most disturbingest part in that entire movie. To this day, it disturbs me. Yeah, and I read the book, too, so it's like I I knew it was coming, but it was still... Right. It's. I think Stephen King even said that's one of like the darkest things he's ever written, and I don't think he like enjoys rereading it or anything. Right. I feel like I read that somewhere. I hope I didn't just make that up. And my <laughs> wife met him at... Um, Juicy Harcourt, we got the pop from him. He signed first the pop. Oh dang, that's uh, cool. No, 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 no fear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we and we told him, you know, that's the most disturbing part. He's like, yeah, it was pretty disturbing, you know. So yeah, I mean, we got to bring back more, like you know, more general ideas. Like we're running out of ideas, you know. There's too many remakes going on now, you know. I even heard they're gonna make a second. I don't know if that's still in the works or not. I heard they're gonna remake, not remake, like do a second. Shining after so many years. Oh no! I'm like, why? Why? It's gonna be Danny. Why? Danny's story. You know, like Danny's return. And oh no! I was like, don't, asked for that. don't ruin the classic. Please don't ruin a good movie. No. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> and he said he don't even remember half the half the movie. I'm like. He didn't want to convention that they say he don't remember half the movie. Oh my god. Nope. <laughs> don't touch Not the that. Don't touch the classic. Please don't touch the classic. <laughs> so what are your what would be some of your dream roles? Like if you could play a dream role, like, you know, any horror movie or any movie itself, what would it be? Well, I've always loved Misery. Oh, I think. That was a good uh, movie. <laughs> that it it um I mean Kathy Bates I think is fantastic in right. it and I love how she had she came from a theater background, so she's definitely used to the stage and mm-hmm. very big gestures. But she's so beautiful and subtle with what's truly scary in the film because she's a person. She's uh you know, that's what's scary is she's she's not a you know, a vampire or a zombie or something. She's a person that just right. has all these issues and it's she's not a good person, but there's moments where you can really identify and feel she's uh you know, it she's needs help. Right. Um, and so I thought that would be so fun, but also just the idea of just knocking a dude's <laughs> ankles like that, because um, I would never do that in real life. So playing people like that is very fun. Um, I also have an idea of doing a gender-swapped version of Sweeney Todd. Nice. Um, because I've always loved the story of Sweeney Todd. I thought... It was so scary, and I love a good revenge tale where somebody's, you know, going to go after the person who wronged them and get their vengeance. So, you know, I thought that'd be really fun to do it where it's it's a woman as Sweeney Todd right. or, you know, change the name and make it into a woman. And then, let's see, what else? Yeah, I guess any, like we were talking about... Um, you know, there's so many remakes happening. Something really new and something right, exactly. cool. Because um, I do like, I mean, if we're going to keep doing creatures and cool stuff, that's very cool. Like, I'd be down to do that. I'd be down to play a person that has a lot of mental 
issues, basically being able to step in another person's uh, shoes that I don't do in my everyday life right. <laughs> would be dope. Right. I mean, there are, good, there are a few good remakes. I mean, if I had to pick one remake that was really good, I really enjoyed the new Freight Night with Colin Farrell. I did too, actually. That was really was fun. That was really good. I mean, I hate to say I love the classic, but Colin Farrell, like, made the whole, like, you know, remake, like, wow. Yeah. I cannot get to see that movie. I'm like, I could watch it over. I actually had the DVD and actually broke. I'm like, oh, damn it. Oh, damn. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Yeah, that, that, I think everybody in that cast was great. Anton Yelchin right. and Tony Collette, like... Oh, dude, Tony Collette and Inheritance. That would have been a good, cool dream role, too. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, Hereditary. <laughs> I said the wrong name. Um, but, yeah, she's incredible. So that yeah. remake is awesome. Yeah, that remake was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was the kid. Oh, who played the, played the kid? It was was um, it was McLovin from, from the... Oh, yeah, Christopher, Christopher Mintz Plot. Yes, Plot yes, Mintz. thank you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, Mc, I'm like, I was like, no, McLovin's a vampire now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I did he ever say you're so cool, Brewster? Though I like, I think I wanted that line to happen because yeah. that, that's what he always said in the '80s one. He's like, you're so cool, Brewster. Yeah. <laughs> the idea. Who makes the idea to McLovin? Who's gonna believe McLovin? <laughs> that was my favorite. Hot at that point, he had just came off a super bad, and they were yep. like, "Let's get this kid in here." Yep, exactly. Smart. Yeah, the independent like a lot of the actors. You know, I like to see. Let's see if I could pick one actor to be in a horror movie. I like to see how he does. Probably more comedy, but I like to see how Seth Rogen does in a horror movie. Oh, I think I think <laughs> comedians are definitely some of the most. Uh, mentally dark people right so he'd probably do well i mean it's i think it would need like a really you know specific storyline but i never doubt a comedian being able to do serious work right because it's like jim carrey's done it oh yeah um you know a lot of melissa mccarthy's been well she hasn't been scary but um what's her name oh i think octavia spencer in that new one called ma that one looks like she's going to be pretty freaky in that mm-hmm. um, but yeah I never doubt like a comedian being scary because that's they're usually making jokes because they're trying to cover up some things that they've either uh, dealt with or are trying to not right. think about <laughs> well a perfect example of that is um is the late um oh my god I, I, his name just jumped out of my mind now wow what uh what work was what oh work my god him? I will anyway. He's is a comedian. He just jumped out of my mind. He unfortunately died, and you know, of suicide. God, why can't think of his name? Oh my god, that, that upsets Robin me. Robin Williams. Thank you. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Jumped out of my photo. mind. Like he was I was so creepy in that. One hour photo. Like wow, what a performance in that movie. Yeah. Going from you know ha 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 to that serious like you know creepy photo guy. It was like. Yeah. That was that's a perfect example right there. You know how. Actors can become, you know, flip a switch and do an amazing job. Yeah, that I, that movie tripped me out. Cause it he did. Has, I, I feel like Robin Williams had such kind, like, blue eyes. And I just remember films like Jack and all those movies where he was just really kind and and sweet. And then I saw One Hour Photo. I was like, oh, my right. God, who is this? Right. It was just that, uh, yeah, I was just, just, <laughs> the movie was just crazy. And um, let's see, what other remakes were good? Not many. How many remakes were good? 
but you know, get the dudes where they're paid. You know, you always respect. You know what they have. They try to do, but sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work. But it's just gonna stop. Like we said, you know, new ideas. <laughs> we yeah. need new ideas. What other roles? You, wait, what, what projects are you working on? And you can tell, or you know, I well. So I actually just finished um, a feature with uh, Brielle and Massey was the director and co-writer and producer, and really she wore a lot of hats for it. And it's in post-production right now. Nice. And it's called Vengeance Girl. And ideally, it's going to come out this year and hopefully enter the the film festival circuit. But the story is about this girl in high school that has this really traumatic bullying event happen to her. And she is contemplating suicide, but then this message appears on the computer, and it's like, don't do this, click here for your revenge. And this kind of mystical thing happens where she almost becomes a voodoo doll, so anything that happens to her happens to her bully so if she hurts her leg her bully's leg gets hurt if she cuts herself the bully gets a cut wow and i thought that was such a good story and very much something that we haven't talked about and um it was this really neat idea of like how far will you go to hurt someone even if it's hurting you right so um it's got it's a really great story it's my first feature and i'm i'm going to be really excited when it's out and um we can we can talk about it more and see what uh topics it brings out to people about you know bullying and self-love and taking care of yourself and not um you know hurting yourself and not holding on to all these angry feelings that are just going to hurt you um and then aside from that i have some lighter projects going on i did a short film last year called Farah, and that one's more in the indie rom-com kind of circuit it's a short film about a girl who works in a flower shop and she's a struggling comedian and she kind of has a hard time making friends but there's a guy who always comes in and she talks to him and that's really sweet and then i actually wrote produced directed starred in and I'm currently editing um, a short scene that I wrote last year that is romantic because I was dealing with a lot of frustrating things regarding casting in LA because they're very specific on the looks that they want uh, namely you know skinny uh, specific looks and I you know, you can either sit there and keep complaining about it, or you can create your own opportunities. Right. So, that's when I decided I'm gonna write myself a scene where I can show that I can be the leading lady, because I can do it, and I think people just... It's almost like they think, if they see it happening, like, the screen's gonna blow up or something. Right. (laughs) Like, you can have, you know, a bigger girl with a, you know smaller or cute guy and it not be a joke because I feel like with Amy Schumer and a lot of these movies it's like ha 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 but she's fat though so I uh, wanted to write a scene that didn't have that be a joke and just be a straight out um, romantic scene so it's a nostalgic these two friends who are childhood friends run into each other at a party and they catch up and a song comes on that they danced to when they were kids and they start dancing to it and all these old feelings kind of come back and 
I think it's I think it's gonna make people feel nostalgic and remember what it feels like when you're just a kid and you have a crush on somebody and you don't know how to act on it and you just right. feel very small. So yeah, just working on and I'm always writing, always submitting and doing uh, comedy. I do stand up comedy. Nice. So just kinda having fun and trying to work on new projects and meet new people. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on all that, you know. Thank you. Good for you taking a stand, you know. Like, nobody should, like, I always say nobody should be judged or anything like that. We all been, I've been bullied, you know, in high school. Like, it was horrible. Oh. And people always say, like, you know, oh, it's nothing. But, you know, sometimes it gets to you, you know, you, you do break down, you know, think your past and you do cry. And I've done it plenty of times, you know. And it's like, and the best feeling in the world is to overcome it, you know. Yeah. And, like, just prove the world wrong. Like, he was like, oh, you know, you know what it, you know, it's just bullying. And, like, you know, you, and the words of Kane Harder. I know you've seen Kane Harder's documentary. No, I haven't. To Hell and Back. That's definitely one to check out, too. It's called To, okay. Hell, and, to Hell and Back. And there's one part that he says, not to give it away, you know, with spoilers or anything like that, but um, he was bullied to so much, so extent, that to actually put a, a vomit bag over his head and we're laughing. Oh. And it was like it was like too extreme. They like actually bullied him so much, and he he says, you know, you don't know what it's like to be bullied until you're bullied yourself. Yeah. Like you know, you have for you to go through it. You don't know what it's like. You know, don't. Oh, it's easy to get. It's not really easy to overcome. And it's a shame oh, nowadays. That's like, awful. You know how it's a shame how nowadays like you know, <clears throat> you know how 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 bad it's become. You know. Yeah, social media definitely doesn't help. Right, think, exactly. Uh, a lot of people feel brave behind a keyboard. Yeah, exactly. But no, we all we gotta take try to take a stand, you know. And just like you said, that that's great what you your, your, what you did, you know. Take a stand, you know, and show them, and prove them wrong. Like you know, anybody can do anything, you know. Thank you. Yeah, that's my hope. Is you know, just take take everybody into <clears throat> consideration sometimes because you don't know it could be really good. Right. And I heard Hollywood's very, like, judgmental sometimes, too. You know, like, they're picking and poking. I don't know how sure it is, you know. It, yeah. It can it can get you down sometimes, but that's why I... Another, another thing, last year I took a scene from another film and I recreated it as two women in a relationship, and mm. that added some interesting dynamics. I did a scene from the film Closer uh, with my friend Michelle, who's actually my co-star in Vengeance Girl. So we went from being bullied bullier and victim and then to lovers and it was just interesting seeing how that whole thing changed but yeah it's like if you want to do a project just try it all right i mean you're gonna have judging people like you know like oh this exactly. and all that but you know what what's one hate when i look at it anymore you know what's one hater two haters you know if you got haters that means you're getting somewhere you know like oh that's get- I've heard that comment before. I think Cat Williams said that. He said, "If you got haters, you're doing something right." Right, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> they're they're listening, you know. And it's always best, you know, do what you want to do, you know, because you live one life, you know. Exactly. That would be a bummer to get to the end. Should have, sh- should have, could have, would have, you know. Like they always say, should have, could have, would have. Yep. But yeah, so you, you know. Good for you, you know, when you said you do stand-up comedy, you said you're... Yeah, I, uh, I've been doing stand-up comedy for three years. Nice. And I actually have a show coming up this week, which is fun. And 
mostly a lot of my stuff is uh, about being a weird kid in Indiana and my love for pop culture and just the weird things I think about. And I guess it's mostly uh, a little bit of storytelling and just observations on life. So it's it's fun. I always use the term uh, for if you see me in comedy or if you see me in anything, it's you just got kirked. I had a director tell me that when I was doing Sweeney Todd. She, I finished doing whatever the number was, and she was like, you know what? I love every rehearsal because I always get kirked, and I love it. And I was like, damn it, I'm going to trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds good. I'll take it. That's good. We all find our, we all find our like one little glitch, you know? It's like a little trademark, you know, quote or something. Yes. That, that, that's always good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, dang, I forgot. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. That's why I have to write stuff down. I can't remember. I'm getting ready to turn 30 in like uh, less than two months, and I'm just like, all right, write more stuff down. I'll be I'll be 42 <laughs> in December. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting older. I'm like, my 20s were cool, but, you know. Right. Time to grow up and do more cool stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel my age. Like, I'm, you know, I still feel young, you know what? Which, that's good. I, mean, I, I feel better than I did when I went 20s. Like, I stay active, you know, I do projects. I'm always going. My podcast is doing great. You know, I'm just trying to get anything out there, so. No, that's you, super cool. I have a couple of friends that do podcasts. So I know it's a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, I really work. I never do. I get past my first, first episode. Here I am my 20th. 20th, yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, set up my 25th anniversary episode. Anniversary. And episode, 25th episode. So I'm going to make that big, you know. Maybe have like a whole big party with my past guests or something. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, What's your favorite pop culture thing? Pop See, like, culture thing. Pop like, culture. Um, like... You know what? Um, I guess my favorite pop culture thing is I'm very into drag okay. and drag queens. Okay. I think it's one of the last punk things we have left because mm-hmm. uh, I know not everybody you know watches drag shows or anything, but it's very cool because it's these men essentially showing and putting a spotlight on gender roles. And how it's like, okay, well, you expect a woman to, like, wear these shoes and wear these dresses and do all these things. And they go out and they do it. And they, it's insane how much work they put into oh, making yeah. these clothes and doing their makeup and their hair and, you know, creating their curves. And I've gotten way more into it in the past few years, like, living in L.A. I've been lucky enough to do comedy at Hamburger Mary's, which is a huge drag bar, and I've been able to meet a lot nice. of uh, queens from RuPaul's Drag Race, and uh, I've gone to, the only con I've been to is Drag Con, and that's cool, I actually got to meet Elvira there. Nice. And, um, yeah, so I guess that's probably my favorite uh, pop culture thing at the moment, because it's very cool, and you know, F the rules, we're gonna do right, yeah. what we wanna do, and be yourself. I mean, yeah, you know. it's really cool. Especially now there's all these different, you know, kinds of... There's bearded queens. There's queens that, you know, are, like, very passable as a woman. There's queens that don't shave their chests. So they have, like, 
man or like androgynous kind of looks right and uh yeah, yeah it's super cool i love the theatricalness of it and the cattiness and the showmanship so yeah that's probably my favorite uh pop culture thing yeah you know what when it makes everybody happy you know it's it's yeah. If the person's happy, you know what? Whatever. You know, that's what I say. Nobody's hurt anybody. We'll have fun. You know what? Whatever. Yeah. Like, the 80s were awesome. I used to love the 80s. The 80s and 90s were the best times of TV and stuff like that. I totally believe that. Like, I'm not as into the music now, and there's a lot of questionable <laughs> TV shows and stuff. The kids' TV shows, man, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. It's like, what the hell is this TV stuff? Like the Teen yeah. Titans show they have on now, like what the hell is this? What is it? That it's called Teen Titans Go. It's a cartoon. Oh, okay. It's for the comics, but like, they're killing the Teen Titans. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh what? no! I'm like, what are they doing to the Teen Titans? Yeah, it, I like. I mean, like Johnny Quest and yeah, all those, the older. Uh, I mean, of course, X Men and uh, all the Nickelodeon shows, Rockwell's Modern Life, and the classic Scooby Doo, and you know, yeah. Right, yeah, Rugrats, um, Muppet Babies, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, only thing actually good thing good, good out now is I've been kept it up. I don't know if you watch it. It's Cobra Kai. What is it? Cobra Kai. No, I don't know that one. It's um Karate Kid. But oh, okay. It, it's on it's on YouTube. They have they had season one and they have season two. Season two just finished, and they're making season three. It's really good. It's kind of a continuation from the Karate Kid series the movie. So they oh, pick up cool. pick up from the eighties. Yeah, it, it's really good. They put really, really good detail onto it. So that's definitely good to check out. That's the other thing. I love how much stuff is on uh, YouTube. Like yes. people can just put up content now, which is so great. Like in the eighties and nineties, they couldn't quite do that. So right, it's very, we're very lucky that now you know everybody has a camera on their phone. So if they want to create something or or do something, they can. Right. And just post it. <laughs> yeah, the kids, the kids today don't 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 know the struggle we had. <laughs> they don't yeah, know the struggle. I'm kind of glad that I don't. I mean, I, my like goofy videos I used to do in like high school and stuff. I'm so glad I wasn't able to put those on the internet. Because <laughs> I'd be regretting it. Yeah, my nephews and anybody like, oh my god, I'm so. I was like, cause they, you know, set the computer up or something like that, and we had the wires and the. I was like, you had wires on your video games? Like, yep. <laughs> had a wire attached to my, my uh, remote control car, too. I feel like I'm going to my second childhood. I want that. I want to go to the store. You know, I see the toys. Like, I want to get that toy. It's a remote control, but it's wireless. Oh, I was like, are you serious? Like, I've never had a remote control car without a wire. I want a remote control car. I'm going to live my second childhood. Yeah, I mean, when you're an adult, you can buy what you want. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Certain budget, like, uh, yeah, that's true. A little pricey, but you know, we'll see up for that one next time, and I'll come back for that, and I'll come back for that before you long. You have a long list of toys you want. Your oh, your yeah. your um adult toys, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your walker to a car, your walker, your 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 figures that you had from your past childhood, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah. I have so many Funkos right now. Oh I yes, yes. It's we're, not we're, like they do anything, but I feel like. <coughs> pardon me. I feel like that's the new like adult toy. Yeah, or exactly. Like, because everybody just puts them around their desks or you know on their shelves, mm-hmm. and it's like they don't do anything. But yeah, we're they're so cool. We're collecting a good amount right now. We have you know a few wrestlers. Um, we're getting a few horror. We got our first one signed at Jersey Horror Con, which would Miko Hughes, which is pretty cool. <laughs> 
So yeah, that's that's like the new the new thing. Everybody got a pop. One day yeah. you'll one day you hopefully you'll have a pop and I'll have a pop. We'll be all be famous. I would love that. That'll be That's awesome. Good. I'm totally down. I'm ready for them to make me into a Funko. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go to Funko. We want pops made. Like okay, yeah, well, where who, are pops? Well, who are you? Uh, we're actors. <laughs> <laughs> so any showers you want to do? Well, we we, we can find you. You know stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Um, thank you. You can check out more about me at uh, emilyandkirk.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at getkirked. On Twitter, it's at gettinkirked. So it's G-E-T-T-I-N-K-I-R-K-E-D. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about my short film, Happenstance, that is in post-production now and should hopefully be out later in the year, it's at happenstanceshort.com. Awesome. And, uh, but pretty much if you go on my website at emilyandkirk.com, you can find links to all that stuff. And uh, I'm always looking for, you know, meeting other artists that are working on projects and communicating and seeing what all we do. And if you live in L.A., I will be doing comedy this Thursday at the Pig and Whistle at 8 o'clock. <laughs> awesome. Sounds great. And, you know, you're always welcome to post on my page, you know, share on my page, wall to wall, whatever you want to do, so. Thank you. That's very cool. You're always welcome. And, uh, you know, congratulations on everything, you know, good for you for staying Thank up, you. taking a stand. Thank you. I appreciate it. Much, much respect and support. <laughs> Thanks. Well, well, you too. Keep the show going. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire right now. I'm not going to stop. Good. I'm taking it to a whole new level. Like, we're going to spread the whole word out. We're going to make a difference. You know, like, I'm going to be donating to, you know, well, I've been donating to cancer. I've been donating to, you know, I'm going to do an anti-bullying campaign soon, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, those are both very important. We, we definitely got to take a stand and make a difference, you know. If if one, two people continue to make a difference, you know, we, God knows we can do. We can, you know, spread it out. Absolutely. You know, so definitely spread the word out there, you know. And if you want to podcast, you know, Send them my way. Yeah, I will. I'll, uh, I'll tell people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Emily, for everything. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. It was. We had to do it again. It was really fun. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it, folks. The closing of episode 20. I thank each and every one of you, and I thank Emily for taking the time to talk to us. And remember, you can make a difference. It only takes one person to make a difference. And we can all do it. We can do it together. Check out my Patreon.com and support this podcast. Only a dollar a month. Go to my Patreon.com and type in Champ's Word. And let's make a difference together. We'll make more get we'll get more guests and we can do so so much more. So until next time, until episode 21, until we get to 25, our biggest episode ever, we're going to have a party. And from there, we keep going more and more. But until next time, to episode 21, you know what to do. Let's do it together. Spread the love, spread the positivity, and spread the word. Champ's word.
Spread the word. Champs word. Ah.